The following program is sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services. Welcome to Open House with Team Reba. Each week, Team Reba will be bringing you a roundup of real estate and mortgage news, along with information about the local Puget Sound region, highlighting some of the best and brightest entertainment options, family events, neighborhood highlights, and local business interviews, so you can feel right at home in the Pacific Northwest. Welcome once again to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba House of Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. How the heck are you, mister? Doing great, doing great. I'm still uh, glowing from recent... You know, trip to Arizona, which was so nice to take some time off. It's and not just because you're sparkly, because last week we had a we had the sparkle people, sparkle people in. Yeah, that was fun too. Maybe left some glitter on you. Or? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was wearing some silly rabbit ears. That's for sure. That was totally fun, and Rochelle was great. So oh, that's yeah, good. We love her. Well, lot, lots of fun. It's a busy yeah. spring already. It Everybody's is. off and running. Lots going on. Well, Calendars filling up. It's it is. Well, and one that's of one of the things about what we're going to cover today is we're going to have a guest on talking about some upcoming events mm-hmm. yep. that are around the housing industry itself, but around the making your house sparkle, mm-hmm. but Absolutely. with green. <laughs> right. Green and sparkly. Sort of. Yeah. That's sort of a <laughs> the annual Northwest friendly Green Home way. Tour. Yes. Yeah. Northwest Green Home Tour. Yeah. So we're going to we're going to talk some stats about that. We're going to talk about those guys and mm-hmm. schedules of things coming up. I've you know, recently spoken at an industry event and I've got so many fundraisers. Mm-hmm. I've got Renton Chambers Spring Fling coming up. I've got on the 7th is the Texas and Tails for Seattle Humane. Mm-hmm. And then the week after that is Renton Technical College, our foundation doing our big scholarship right. event, which is both an evening event and an afternoon event with the car cruise. Well, yeah, I was going to say, there's a hot rod event coming up yes. for them. Yeah, I've yes, got that on my is. calendar. Yes, so many events coming up. And the beginning of boating season, so many things. Shrimping season. Uh, yes. Right on the tails Everything. of that will be crabbing season. Mm-hmm. So No pun lots. intended. <laughs> Shrimp tail. There you go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Oh boy! I can't wait to get on the boat. I have a goal. That I only got to be on my boat last year six times, which was not enough because right, mm-hmm. I had an engine out for mm-hmm. half the year, and um, I'm excited because I have a goal of trying to be on my boat at least thirty times this year. Excellent! Yeah, doesn't do have it. to be like overnight trips either. Just just being on it thirty times. Yeah, for at sure. At least. Yeah. Make it worth it, even though the gas prices are painful. Yeah, We've you don't have to go far. Rates. Just go down there and work on it. You know, mm-hmm. clean it. There's always something to do on a boat. Never yes, ends. It's a constant, constant thing. Yes. But I do want to thank the board and the people helping manage Parkshore Marina mm-hmm. because I am one of the covered slips down at Parkshore Marina. Mm-hmm. And because they have been a great condo association, that's one of the few marinas that's actually set up where you can own your own slip mm-hmm. and it's a kind of minimized um, area. Uh, they, for the two main docks that are covered slips down there, they just got those redone recently. So my slip is even nicer than it was before. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I'm oh. very excited about that. So that's good. yeah. That's the, good. And the, and the slips have been appreciating just like the houses around here, if you weren't aware. Um, so I'm very happy about that purchase I made back in like 2017 or whatever it was. That's awesome. Yeah, it's everywhere. You yeah. know, values rocketing. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't matter where you go in the country, it's happening. Yeah. And that's expected to continue. Mm-hmm. I was curious if you had some stats on what's going on locally here. I do, actually. So, um, 
So this is kind of like how I tell you all the time on the show that um, I'm watching that daily um, spread of things that has all of our um, stats. Mm -hmm. So that talks about pendings to active to closed and all of that. Um, They also run those reports at the beginning of each month at the MLS, Mm -hmm. right? Just to to kind of back up all the things that I say throughout the month. So I'm going to give you uh, today, they ran on April 1st. So this isn't an April Fool's joke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is real numbers. But they ran this April 1st. And for the month of March, here's what we were looking at. So in pending sales, this is as of the date they ran this, um, pending listings on residential was 8,721 units. Okay. There was 1,338 condos, 1,031 vacant land, 236 multifamily. That's all multifamily. That's anything from two units to however many units are showing up there. 102 commercial industrial spaces, which there's not as many of those in the Northwest Multiple. Most of those are in SEBA, the Commercial Brokers Association, or other commercial mm-hmm. sites. Um, manufactured home lease space was 233, and 17 business opportunities for a total of 11,678. But just just that number between residential and condos, that's 10,000 units, right? Just a little yeah. over 10,000 yeah. units pending. Okay. Okay. Which was... Um, Compared to, here's the closed sales, 6,784. Single family. Mm-hmm. Okay. 1,205 condo. Okay. 660 vacant. 156 multifamily. 53 commercial. 175 manufactured. And 11 business opportunities for a total of 9,044. So the pendings almost always outweigh the solds. Yeah, because things will fall apart for exactly. some reason or fall through. Exactly. Let me tell you what was active. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, ouch. Residential, 3,978. Wow. For all of... All of the MLS. The Northwest. The entire Northwest Multiple Listing Service. Less than 4,000 homes for sale. Mm-hmm. Wow. 643 condos. Yeah. 3,150 vacant lands. Okay. 216 multifamilies, 522 commercial, 206 manufactured, and 175 business opportunities wow. for a total of 8890 Wow. That That's, residential number is just painful. Well, and there, there's... And the condos. There's a statistic that if, if we look nationwide mm-hmm. at the number of homeowners with interest rates higher than 4.75%, mm-hmm. it's it's only 14% of all the housing stock in the nation. That tells you a lot. It does, because if you're sitting on a nice, comfy 2.75 or 3.25% interest rate, you're probably not you, going anywhere. you may be hesitant to sell, because mm-hmm. if you do and you need a new mortgage, then you're going to be up over 5%. Right. And we're, we're definitely feeling the effects of that. Which, if you... But that's so. But that also points to that if someone were to sell that house, they're probably going out of the area because mm-hmm. they're not going to want to get that high interest rate, and they're probably going to want to do like my neighbor in Oak Harbor, where they cash out big equity and go fill mm-hmm. their bank account and buy something cash, sure, and not even have a payment at all. Right. 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 
Oh yeah, we're seeing means, lots of that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean that's we talked before on the show that there's that website, How Many Walks, mm-hmm. that shows King County as a pink zone in comparison to a lot of the other counties, mm-hmm. because many people in King County are doing exactly that. Right. They're like, I just hit the lotto, right? Mm-hmm. Right. I'm yep. going to sell my home, and you know, especially when you have. Currently, in capital gains exemptions of two hundred fifty thousand per person, if you're a couple, man, that's that's a very substantial, you know, powerful thing to do, mm-hmm. right? right? And and think about the boomers and older who, when we had the recession, put off their retirement plans, right? Because they got hit hard in the wallet, so to speak, that backside. Um, you know, and said, you know, I gotta, I gotta stay in the workforce longer. It is giving some opportunity for people who thought that they couldn't retire the opportunity to do it. But here's the thing. Most people like to work. So a lot, the employment base here is still so good. Mm -hmm. It's, it's kind of hard to imagine that people would. Right. And, and I listening to these stats, so I would never be discouraged about you know your your prospects, mm-hmm. and we have people telling us all the time, "I'm going to wait for the market to fall." It's not, and with these interest rates going up, you know, it's gonna it's gonna cause a, a bubble to pop. It, it's not going to happen. No, you know, and I've said this in earlier shows, but the the demand for homes nationwide exceeds the supply by, depending on who you listen to, somewhere between mm-hmm. three to four million units, yeah. three to four million homes. So we are seeing some people knocked out of this current market. Uh, due to the increasing rates or or knocked into different different areas, different towns mm-hmm. or less expensive areas, but there's plenty of people that are still there to take their place, yeah, and yeah. that's why we're we're not necessarily going to see a bubble i don't think I don't think it's going to happen. You and I have said that so many times I know. on this show well, um, some yeah. things bear the need to be repeated they, and that is one of them I think we need to repeat it every week as well, we do I mean we do we have been right. doing that for quite a while. Because if, if you're waiting, you're, you're going to get hurt because the prices are going to continue to rise. Yeah. And, and that further affects affordability. Yeah. Well, perfect example. We used a couple of weeks ago. Um, we closed one of my clients uh, on April 15th and she had bought six years ago at 295 mm-hmm. and we sold her place for 580. Mm-hmm. That's a young gal. She's in her late 20s. She's got a huge step up. In, in the potential of her life mm-hmm. long term, right? Yeah, yeah. Because the ability to accrue that, you know, because when she bought, she bought like 3% down. Yeah, yeah. Think about like the return on investment of that number. Well, that's the beauty of like real estate. She put estate. 10 grand in. Yeah, I know. That's the beauty. Six know. years later, walked out with 250,000 some bucks. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like. Yay for her. You're not getting your return on your investment. Yeah. You're getting your return on the whole value of what you bought. It's you know, the power of leverage. Well, so here's something I also want to mention, because like I, I told you that for that speaking event that I went to, uh, I was doing a ton of research. And and I, even though I started my first journey in homeownership in my late, late 20s, uh, I was like 29 years old, I wish I had just bit the bullet and done it sooner. Cause I almost did it in my early twenties. And then I regret that I did not because when I, when I see my client Haley and where she's at with that opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's a tremendous leg up. And I 
had held off. And I think to myself, my gosh, I had a good job, steady pay and income. And I, I think of all those years of paying someone else's mortgage. And I'm like, oh, that could have been me. I know. Right? Like the, the cost of waiting is substantial. Better late than never, though. Yes, it is. Well, we've got more open house with Team Reba coming right back up. Just have to take a real quick break here. So stay tuned. We've got information coming in on the Northwest Green Home Tour. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1590. The answer. Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back. Uh, Open House with Team Reba. I'm Eric Osnes from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm Reba Haas from Team Reba. And we are here every Saturday at 2 o'clock. Sundays at 3. And always on podcasts. Yes, over 260 episodes now. Super fun. They're all yes. entertaining and from. In, in, interesting from my perspective they are yes <laughs> we think, I think they, are. they are i go yeah. back and i re-listen to them and i'm like oh yeah i forgot we covered that like oh, that was sure. actually really good information mm-hmm. I, re- yeah. I refer to our show all the time and send them out to clients uh, you know for listening of like hey we just covered that on this show like right here's here you can listen to it in your own time and everything else but hey before we get too far into some other stuff mm-hmm. i want to finish that thought that i was just starting to get into before we had the break come in yeah um, so I was talking about how with this young gal, Haley, you know, in her early twenties, getting involved in, in purchasing real estate. And I think it was great that her parents encouraged her to do that. Right. Cause she went from living at home to buying her first place. Yes. Right? She didn't even go into a rental anywhere in mm-hmm. between. Right. right. And so when I was, you know, doing a lot of the research I was doing for my, my speech this last week, one of the things I was reading is that. In the demographics of, you know, who's out there, because we have, you know, we have longevity now. So we've got, mm-hmm. you know, the silent generation, the boomers, the Gen Xers, you know, millennials and Gen Gen Y, mm-hmm. right? Well, millennials are full on into their house buying modes right now because right. they're they're mostly in the ages of about 25 to 40 years old. Yes. Right. So they're full on in getting married, having kids, wanting to do stuff. There's a resurgence in the suburban neighborhoods as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and what was really interesting to me was because we have Gen Y is now hitting 25 and, and growing, of course. Mm-hmm. And when they've done studies on this now and surveys, that age group is much more interested at a younger age in buying into home ownership than the generations before them, mm-hmm. the two generations before them. Well, they they don't have that painful memory of the bit of the great housing crisis we had a decade ago. I think it's a combination of that. They also weren't personally financially impacted by that because mm-hmm. there were some people um, impacted by you know jobs coming out of college and and things like that. Yeah, yeah, back yeah, then for sure. Um, and there was that period of time that people you know the boomerang kids going back and having to live with the folks and and what have you, but. Um, but they're also looking at real estate slightly differently. They don't necessarily need as big a homes and they're willing to look at more of the like tiny home and small mm-hmm. homes or, or group shared homes. I was just going to say, we also see lots of, mm-hmm. I see lots of transactions where we have friends, yeah. you know, teaming up together mm-hmm. and, and buying something. Yeah. Yeah. I had a friend of mine in New Zealand whose wedding I'm going to go to next year. And that's exactly what she and her husband just did with one of their friends. Mm-hmm. Cause it's not just a local issue. No. Right? No, for sure. It's it's, it's, a, it's a global issue also because we have 
eight billion people on the planet. <laughs> you know, that's it's a lot of peeps. It is. You know, so and and you and I like we just also taught a class recently. We're gonna mm-hmm. have to figure out what our next date is because I do have some people who are asking who couldn't make it to the one that we had. Mm-hmm. They're asking about our next one. Uh, maybe during the break we'll come up with what our new date will be. Yeah, but um, you know. The people who were there in the class that we just had, I mean, they were all fired up. Even though we have rates higher than they were from the beginning of the year, they're all fired up because they're recognizing, hey, I want to do this now. Like, I need to stop waiting Mm -hmm. because we are not seeing the slowdown that's expected. Right. Right. Um, Before we get to our guests, though, let's talk about what those people are looking for. Right. Right. Because I... I think this will be helpful if mm-hmm. if you have a home you're thinking about selling yeah. too, and and maybe I'll do some improvements or remodeling. Mm-hmm. You know, what should I do? What right. will get me the most bang for my buck? Right. So there's uh, so I brought in for today's show a report from the uh, NAHB, which is the National Association of Home Builders, mm-hmm. and they have been doing all of their own studies, and. It was very interesting because it does talk about, again, demographically, who prefers what. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you are considering preparing your home for sale, you might, maybe it's not like this summer, but even if you're thinking in the next couple of years, you might Mm -hmm. be ready to move on. Um, Things that you can do to make your house more saleable. Mm -hmm. Double sinks are very interesting. Now, when I first read this report, because this just came out in April 2022, I thought they were going to say double sinks in the primary bath. I was just going to ask, are they talking about in a kitchen or in a bathroom? Strangely enough, yes. In a kitchen. Which I thought was odd because I personally can't stand a double sink unless they're really big wells, right? Because yeah. if they're really small or like the one that's in my mom's house that has the two size, mm-hmm. you know, where there's a little one with the, you know, oh, I, disposal. Oh, I, I like double. I like double sink. I don't like the ones where they have the narrow side with all because no, you got I, yeah. yeah. But if you're doing food prep or something like that, you got one side you can kind of fling things in there. The other side you can put dishes or whatever, and yeah, I, I prefer it. I, yeah, I see. I, maybe I'm the anomaly. I I like my one big apron sink. I like mm. a big farm sink because yeah. I can manage you know my prep and my what's going in stuff mm-hmm. just fine. I don't need the dual piece because the thing that always struggle that's the struggle at my mom's place is that hers has like one of them shallow oh where I, the yeah, garbage, like and that's that. so that's terrible so yeah. i'm curious what exactly what kind of double sinks they're talking about but here's the thing i run into the most i'm going to suggest if it's not your kitchen sink that you're considering if it's possible to put a double sink in your bath those are very popular oh yeah because especially I if a couple that. is in a home or it's a secondary bath where there might be more than one person needing to use that bathroom and prep in the mornings or at night or whatever. Right. Yep. It's just so much easier when there's not a line. Right. Yeah, you know? that's right. So yeah. that's a conversation that we have all the time when we're talking with people. But um, the other item besides double sinks was walk-in pantries. I get that. And I'm assuming that's because lots of people shop at Costco yeah. or Sam's Club or wherever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? right. Right. Oh, for you sure. Yeah. So I think that's a big part about walk-in pantries. Right. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a walk-in pantry myself, but I also live alone, mm-hmm. so it's a little less important. 
Um, and, but I do have an island that's designated specifically for my pantry stuff, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that I, I get why people want some type of pantry. They don't just want general cabinets. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Right. And it will be filled too. I mean, yes. Storage continues to be a big thing, mm-hmm. right? Um, other things that they thought were uh, desirable was pull out shelving. So okay. that's something you can certainly easily have done to, you know, cabinetry you already have. Mm-hmm. Um, desk or computer area which is uh, more popular even more so now since COVID Mm -hmm. because more people need, you know, at-home workstations. So if you don't want to have to dedicate a bedroom, having some other dedicated space Mm -hmm. is definitely desirable and useful. Still a big thing, granite countertops. Um, I'm surprised they said granite because quartz is super popular right now. Mm -hmm. Um, But I guess it depends on area of the country. Instant hot water dispenser. I thought that was Mm -hmm. an unusual one. Um, breakfast bar was on the list also kind of, you know, but that's for like people when you're like, you know, in a rush and you're getting either yourself or kids ready for school or whatever it is. Lots of people don't want to sit down at the formal dining, right? Right. They yeah. just want a little quick. Mm-hmm. I want a I get quick that. little snack. It's because it feels like you're at a Starbucks where you're just like, I'm just going to stand here and like mm, shove right. the stuff in my face and go. Yeah. Right. Um, customized backsplash. Cause we've gotten away. If you've noticed, We've gotten away from like that three or four inch, like just little tiny mm-hmm. backsplash where now it's like all the way up to the cabinetry. Right. Right. Which I definitely get behind the cooking area mm-hmm. because splatter and oils and, you know, all right. that kind of stuff. It's right. so hard to clean. But of course, as soon as you're doing the backsplash, now you got to be concerned about sealing that and, and cleaning the grout. Mm-hmm. Right. Because the That's oils right. will capture in that. Um, and then they also had uh, recessed lighting. Okay. So those were kind of like the big things. Um, anything in there that you thought was a surprise? No, I, I with just this instant hot water dispenser, that one. I think maybe there's more tea drinkers. Uh, yeah, I suppose. And it's one less appliance sitting on your countertop, I suppose. Because you know, a lot of folks have a kettle. I know in our house we have like one of those electric Oh, you know kettles. what? I guess it's probably also for like fast making food, ramen or yeah. whatever you're gonna you're gonna. See, I don't do. eat that stuff because there's so no, much sodium in I it. Know. So I, I have to remember people yeah. eat differently than but I do. Tea, I get the teeth. I get the mm-hmm. tea thing. I, I don't know. Seems like mm-hmm. that's maybe one of those borderline novelty type items where yeah. it, it might be popular to start with, and then it. I don't know. You have away. to go spend the money to do that. Right, right. I think that's yeah. the nice to have item, mm-hmm. not the must have. Yeah. But I get the countertops because that. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. I can tell you time and time again, I walk people into a house and there's perfectly good serviceable tile and laminate. And they're always like, oh, this kitchen isn't even updated. Right. Yeah. And, and you get the judgy. <laughs> right. And it's sure. Like, Really? Yeah. Well, does yeah. every house have to have it? Like, what, what's in your, the rental where you're at right now? Oh, well, we have laminate. I'm like, so you hate it that much. Okay. Mm. Uh, totally it, serviceable. It's, it's, it's blingy. I know. I get it. I get yeah, it. it. Yeah. HGTV and, has changed the perception and desire. Because I'll, I'll tell you, here's, I will say, when I'm looking at the price points of the homes that we're selling in this local area, mm-hmm. I get why that's also even more important because I can tell you for a fact, I'm, I'm looking for a client right now whose price point is between three and 5 million. Yeah. And I've actually been surprised. Like if you go look over in places like, you know, Somerset and other parts of Bellevue, Clyde Hill, Mm -hmm. there's homes that people have been living in for 40 years. And because their mindset is 
but it's serviceable. Right. It's fine. Exactly. Like, why do I need to change it? <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm a victim of that myself. I, I, yeah. I will do that. Yeah. yeah. But I, I'm, I'm reading this article also, which is from the, the Northwest Reporter. Mm-hmm. And I like the uh, seven features buyers rated as indifferent or do not want. Yes. Uh, included a warming drawer, mm-hmm. glass front on at least one cabinet, double yeah. island, ceramic tile countertop. Mm-hmm. Talked about that. Steam oven. Wine cooler. I'm surprised about the wine cooler. Yeah, that, I am too. And laminate countertop. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I'm wondering if the wine cooler thing is, I mean, because not everybody is a wine drinker. But the thing is, is those wine coolers. Put anything in there. I know. They fit everything. You can yeah. put beer in them. You can put soda sure. pop in them. You can put sparkling I, I, water. I, like surprised. it doesn't have to be wine. Uh, right. I thought that was strange. Are they thinking it just takes up too much space? Well, I do know that they do, they're they not necessarily as long lasting as some things mm-hmm. yeah um but they still tend to out outshine yeah. you know dishwashers in yeah. terms of longevity i mean if i had enough space under the counters i'd i'd put one in oh yeah, i for ha- sure. yeah. i've had them in fact my first one yeah. lasted 13 years before it needed to go wow so i don't know but um anyway we're going to talk about some of the latest and greatest of what's going on in the green home tour side of things when we have our guests from the Northwest Green Home Tour as we come back from these messages here on Open House with Team Reba. Thanks for listening. Open House with Team Reba on AM 1580. The answer. Now back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. I'm Reba Hassa, Team Reba, Remax Metro East Side. And Eric Oz is here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And I'm feeling green yeah, right now. Got the green in you? Yeah. Well, cool. Well, maybe if people do their homes right, they'll see some green as well this year. Yes. They already yes. are. All they got to do is watch TV. <laughs> but, but we're talking about another kind of green. We're talking about saving energy yes. and being good for our planet, which is always mm-hmm. a worthy goal. And a... Green Home Tour, the Northwest Green Home Tour, which we've had on this show several times Multiple now. Times. Mm. And we love supporting what they're doing. And today we have with us Pam Burton from Puget Sound Solar, who's one of the participants at the Northwest Green Home Tour. And uh, Pam, thank you so much for taking the time to be on with us today. Love to be here. So glad that you made it. Um, so we're seeing, you know, as we're all coming out of COVID and everything else, we know that Every um, situation has changed for businesses and, and things like this particular tour because the very first time we had Northwest Green Home Tour on, um, it was an all-in-person kind of tour, right? right. And it was multiple right. um, multiple sites, multiple days. Then, of course, we had COVID, so it turned into more of kind of this virtual uh, or not at all type of situation. Right. <laughs> And this year, we've got a hybrid. So can you explain to our listeners what we have going on here on Saturday, May 14th, coming up? So people can take it virtually like we did for the last two years. Um, on Saturday, May 14th, from 9 to 11, uh, from 9 to 11.30 a.m. Or they can go in person and take the tour the same day, May 14th, from 11 a.m. to 5 p.m. So... Uh, a bigger bridge there to, to get to different homes. But it, we have the in-person tours. And um, now they're also saying, well, on the website, you can you can get more information about this. But mm-hmm. it's, it's really a good way for to make this uh, available to a, you know, a wide variety of folks. And can you talk a little bit, uh, Pam, about uh, some of the homes that are on the tour this year? 
Um, well, in, 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 let me just give you some broad categories so people mm-hmm. know that there's really something there for everybody. We have um, homes that have been built, designed, specifically brand new homes, so built from the, the ground up with the idea of doing green construction or, you know, uh, sustainable construction. There's different ways to describe this, but the uh, green building approach for the new builds. We also have the backyard cottages, which are becoming very popular. Mm-hmm. So, again, it could be a brand-new building, and you're going to, from the ground up, do it green. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have single-family residents, and, and many of those are older homes that have been retrofitted. Uh, there's some co-housing, and there's some condos. So lots of different styles of, of uh, uh, homes to, to be seen there. Well, that is great because we have all of those here in our local <laughs> ecosystem. So this is great. Right. Yeah. And as we know, you know, the housing shortage, we have really got to find ways to expand mm-hmm. the housing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we've said on the show that uh, we think that there's going to be a big resurgence of people renovating properties to, to make them fit more of today's standards because we just can't build them fast enough. Right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And so, we don't we don't want to be building out in the farmland. So in, in mm-hmm. a lot of people grouse about, you know, like Seattle coming, you know, building so much in in doing the infills and such. But it's really the way to save our farmland. So it's a it's a there's an important reason to be doing that. Well, we don't really have much of a choice in that matter anyway. I mean, we, we passed the Growth Management Act back in 1990, which specifically restricts you know, that type of a suburban sprawl. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're right. And I, I believe Seattle is still one of the probably the lowest density, you know, cities, major cities around. We have the, probably the highest percentage of single family housing mm-hmm. of any mm-hmm. other major city. Yeah. Uh, 60%. Time to get creative. Yes. With all very, that. very creative. Yeah. And we've um, just so you know, Pam, like we've even had some of the Dadu, like the backyard cottage uh, builders on the show. So we love supporting what's going on and trying to, you know, create new housing mix and opportunities and dealing with the different types of housing situations that people have, as well as um, making sure that they're, you know, safe and healthy. Right. So that's right. right. And with COVID, we know more than ever, we have to think about things like the flow of air within the building. Yes. Right. Absolutely. So it's, it's another thing that um, the builders are really paying attention to and and it's going to make a difference for our health. Mm-hmm. Well, that's that's good. I I know. I think you can make a home so tight that it, it's not necessarily healthy. You know, if you're not exchanging that air properly. Right. Although it's, it's a very minor. In our a home which over a hundred years old, we did a super tight envelope, so wouldn't need more than our solar panels and our solar hot water system produce. You know, to to be a net zero home. Mm-hmm. So my husband, my husband, when he designed it, he did it with this really tight envelope, and everybody said, "Oh, is it going to be too tight?" Well, it took a very small uh, fan uh, blowing the air in and out to to accommodate for that issue. Oh, interesting. I'm okay. So, I'm, Pam, can I just tell you a little secret here? Um, for me, I'm fascinated about your project specifically because when I'm looking on the website for the Northwest Green Home Tour dot org, um, and I'm looking at your 1908 zero energy home project, right. uh, I just bought at the end of last year a home in Anacortes built in 1900. Ooh. And yes, nice. and it just so happens though 
not according to plan. We had that snowstorm between the holidays mm-hmm. and I didn't yeah. yet have a tenant in there. And so my 1994 furnace died, went kaput. And so then the plumbing froze and now I have a gutted house. So I am starting literally from scratch. So I really want to come see your house. (laughs) Oh, please do. Please do. Because I have a lot of opportunity to recreate something like what you've done here. So this is great. So you said that, um, so I'm looking at the site, 1908 Seattle Arts and Crafts House. It's a favorite on the tour all the time. In 2016, you were certified uh, with a living building challenge to be fully net zero. Is that right? That's right. So describe what that really means for people. Well, that means that we have done enough in terms of conservation, in terms, you know, insulation, uh, double pane windows, extra um, uh, insulation in the attic extra insulation in the walls because we when we changed out the windows we said hey this is the opportunity we're opening the the walls let's go ahead and put more insulation in there mm-hmm. so our how our 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 living room could virtually be heated with a a, a heat lamp oh wow it, just, it doesn't take anything then we also put in we we uh, through the C- seattle city light program we were able to get a a heat pump, water, a water, you know, heat pump. Mm-hmm. So that's super, super efficient. And that makes the hot water. We did the uh, radiant floors by putting in uh, the, the the tubing that, you know, with, with mm-hmm. the radiant floors. We put yeah. in the ceiling of the basement. And we doubled up the amount that you would normally use so that it heats up and it heats down. Mm. So now the basement was able, we're able to have our office down here. It was never heated before. Oh, nice. So that's, that's super comfortable, and it's a super efficient way to, to heat your house. So, again, it's very low. Then we put solar uh, panels uh, on a number of <laughs> on the garage and on the roof of the house, and over, we did a patio roof mm-hmm. with solar panels. So we have a, a, a pretty good-sized solar system. And then we put in solar hot water that makes 75% of our domestic hot water. Wow. Uh, that, again, that lowered, you know, the, the uh, took out the gas. Uh, water heater. Um, so with all those measures, we were able to get it so that we're making as much energy as the house needs on an annual basis. We don't have to buy any from Seattle City Light. I love this. Now you also have not only the solar and energy efficiencies, but you also have um, some rainwater capture, correct? We do. We do. <laughs> and again, it's a a good size system because we do a lot of gardening. Uh, we have one of those patches across the street that's basically it's owned by the city at mm-hmm. the street end. It would be nothing but a junkyard if we didn't garden in it mm-hmm. or in you know, a weed yard. But so we um, we garden across the street and then we have a pretty substantial back lot that we garden in. So we put in a whole series of rain barrels along the side of the house where you can do nothing else just because of the geography. And so that we collect rainwater and we can usually go until late July uh, and using the rainwater. I don't have to call on a whole lot extra from the city. Oh, that's fantastic. That is really great. Considering our droughts and everything else that happens around here. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. And, and so, and I'm just looking through the, the tour site. So your home obviously is, is, you know, way cool. Uh, I'm, I'm also looking at <laughs> technical um, terms. I see, cool. uh, yeah, I, I just, the titles <laughs> not getting into too much uh, detail here, but there's a, there's a briar 
a homestead, which looks like a lead you know, type home, also probably passive. Creek House Co-Ownership Living Shelter, Architects Nintero Design. So co-housing, uh, in my mind, would... In my mind, I'm thinking shared kitchen. Um, but mm-hmm. can you shed some light on what this Creek House co-ownership is? I, I don't I don't know that one. But okay. In general, co-housing does have, you have shared kitchen, you have, you know, mm-hmm. community spaces that are shared, oftentimes extra bedrooms so that everybody, mm-hmm. if you have a relative that comes and visits, you have some place to put them. Yeah. Very yeah. efficient way to live. I see uh, Walter Street Cottage, uh, which is... Uh, uh, first of six all-electric net zero homes being built in a small lot infill development. Looks like That's Cougar right. Mountain. And those are becoming yeah, those yeah. are becoming very popular. Builders are, um, and again, they do a lot of shared spaces. The the garages typically are are located on the outer rim of the the property. Uh, we've we've just had some beautiful um, projects built in in Seattle Shoreline. I have a friend that lives in one in Shoreline. Yeah. Um, Cougar Mountain Passive Home. There's a mini Z treehouse cottage. Uh, <laughs> That's sweet. It looks like Ravenna. Yeah. yeah uh, Ravenna, there's a dadu there, detached accessory dwelling unit. Mm-hmm. Solar-powered smart home with a Tesla power wall. Ooh, I might be interested in checking that out. Yeah. Uh, the Heron, uh, which looks like a very modern type home, uh, all-electric yeah. net zero energy home. Lots of cool stuff going on. Uh, yeah. Some of the homes, the people will be able to see specific features. Oh, you know what? Hang on. We've got to take a real quick break here, Pam. But uh, hang on. We've got more open house with Team Reba right after this quick message. Open house with Team Reba on AM 1590. The Now, back to Open House with Team Reba. Welcome back to Open House with Team Reba. Eric Osnes here from Homebridge Financial Home Mortgage. And Reba has from Team Reba. Celebrating six years on the air. Yes, and six growing. and a half. Oh, six my gosh. Half. Unbelievable 260-plus episodes. Right. And one of our multiple repeat um, guests we're happy to mm-hmm. have on uh, for the Northwest Green Home Tour. And Pam Burton, yes. thanks for joining us, Pam. Oh, love it. Love being here. We well, definitely appreciate this. So we were we want to make sure because um, as we were just finishing up the last segment, you were talking about you know how there's so many different um, opportunities for people of different types of places, um, and what we found out during the break was we need to make sure that if people go to the nwgreenhometour.org, dot mm-hmm. now you'll have to check to see if your browser is doing it quite properly because I was finding on my surface pro that i was having an issue and i'm on one browser probably that's different than Mm -hmm. yours because eric got straight to it with a you know you if you want to google it the 22 2022 site it's also event uh available on eventbrite Mm -hmm. so if you're listening to this and you're trying to find you know how to get tickets but if you also just go to the nwgreenhometour.org you'll still be able to get to a ticket Absolutely. Site, yep. Right. No matter and, what. And I think they're, you know, looking at the, the list of homes this year, there's something for everybody there. So mm-hmm. this looks really, really, really good. So I really appreciate you being on Pam and, uh, and a shout out to your company, Puget Sound Solar, mm-hmm. uh, who you have that, that beautiful, um, uh, all zero net zero home, 1908. Mm-hmm. So, I want to just ask you real quick, though, Pam, before we uh, we let you get back to the rest of your day. 
before you came on, Eric and I were just going over an NAHB report, the National Association of Home Builders, where they were talking about what people are looking for. And Mm. what was surprising to me is green features um, are mentioned in some things, but it's it's definitely kind of by by people's price point. Mm whether they're really looking for some of those things. What have you actually seen, though, in terms of... Because solar, you know, like I'm even looking at your house and then we have this other one, the Tesla wall thing. Like with people going more to electric and even like the city of Seattle starting to stop gas in new construction, do you see an uptick in the request for solar? Oh, my God, yes. We are so busy. Yeah. It is just crazy. And in part, it's because it's like with the electric cars now are in such demand because gas went up so much, you mm-hmm. know, at the pump. Mm-hmm. Well, as as the cost of gas uh, goes up, I think that more people will be interested. Um, they're also be- concerned because the idea that, you know, if you if you make your own electricity, then you're producing locally and you're not buying from any foreign entity that could cut you off at the neck. Right. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Yeah, I was watching uh, a, a report just the other day, and the number of things that are going to need like charging in your mm-hmm. home is going to just keep going up, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like Eric and I were kind of debating at one point, like, is so because I'm thinking about putting solar on both the home I have in Renton as because I have to uh, exchange a roof soon, and I thought, well, that's the perfect time to put solar on mm-hmm. is when you have a brand new solid roof to work with, and you get the right materials so they work well together. But then I'm also considering it for my place up in Anacortes because it needs a new roof also, and I have this opportunity mm-hmm. to do like what you've done in your 1908 house. So yeah. I'm very excited and about that. Solar works with any roofing material. We do in- in- encourage people to have a roof that has at least 10 years left in it. And in the 20 years I've been in business, we have gone back and replaced a few people's, you know, taken the, the system down at, so that they could do another roof. And it's not a big expense because the main electrical is already run and that doesn't get impacted. Got it. Okay. Awesome. Well, that's good to know. Okay. That's very good to know. Yeah, yeah for sure. All right. Well, Pam Burton, we want to thank you so much. You're from Puget Sound Solar, but you're also involved in the Northwest Green Home Tour. Thank you so much for taking some time yeah, with us today. Yeah, we would love to see people come visit us at our house. And by the way, the tickets are free. Go to the website. You'll find out more. Do do a search to t- see which homes you'd like to go to because there's more than you can do in a day. And there's also virtual tours for those people that can't get out and about. All right. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you so much. Very cool. Peter, You're welcome. All right. Thanks again. Have thanks again, Pam. Okay. Talk to you soon. Thank you for having us. All right. Thanks. All right. Yeah. That's a Northwest Home Tour, uh, Northwest Green Home Tour. And that again, that's May 14th. And if you want to go visit those homes in person, it's going to be between 11 to 5 p.m. Or you can do virtual 9 to 1130 a.m. on that same day, May 14th. Yes. I'm, you know, looking again at the site, I mean, there's a, a large number of these new construction with the solar built in so that's very very interesting so you know like when you and i were having that discussion about does it make sense to do it retrofitting on a home but if you're buying new construction and you have the opportunity to have it right off the get-go yeah absolutely kind of a sweet deal. It, it it is it's a from that perspective it's probably a no-brainer if it's already mm-hmm. kind of designed that way and if you've got a home that's going to be that efficient um, what I probably personally need more information on is just the the cost, the break even 
mm-hmm. on it. You know, how long will it take me to to break even? Uh, but Pam brought up a very good point in mm-hmm. and even you know in our state they're talking about making our our vehicle choice is all electric by 2030. Yes. Right. Uh, just close your eyes and imagine the impact on our power grid. Mm-hmm. It wasn't too long ago on this show we had uh, Andy Peace. Wappler yeah. on uh, with uh, Puget Sound Energy talking about the the prospect of rolling brownouts on the east side because they need and, the Energize East Side project right yeah. unless they upgrade their 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 yep. grid on the east side. Mm-hmm. How are they going to accommodate everybody? You know, charging electric cars. Yeah, already in California they have rules. You know, you you actually are not allowed to. You know, charge your car certain hours of the day during those peak hours in really? the evening, afternoon. Yes, and also they they're telling you don't run your laundry, don't do this, don't do that, uh, because it's putting too much strain on the on the grid, especially in the summertime when everybody's running their AC units. Well, and see, you know what? That's another good point to bring up because more and more people are adding in. Here's the thing: we didn't used to have that much AC around here, Mm-mm. but between portable AC units. Right. As well as the mini splits, the mini splits that are out there now, mm-hmm. you know, the ductless systems, lots and lots of people are lining up. Those guys mm-hmm. are booked to the gills with installs. <laughs> yes. So imagine we're going from only about 10% of our housing stock and it's actively rising right. in terms of the number. I mean, I think we're already up to at least 18% of the mm-hmm. housing and most new construction, it's already built in. And Add in the city of Seattle, which now you will not be able to get a permit to put a gas heater in, gas furnace, gas mm-hmm. appliances. They want you all electric. Yeah. Uh, so that's even more you know strain on the grid. So mm-hmm. yeah, I I, I I love the the idea if you can generate your own power and you know mm-hmm. stick it to the man. <laughs> stick it to the Seattle man is yeah, what you want. Especially to say. yeah, I'd be all for that. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I mean. There, there are some very real future proofing that mm-hmm. for me, because it, it was, I, I'm looking at it as, well, if I have to redo this whole house up here, I might as well take a look at it right now because mm-hmm. it's not about retrofitting. It's about, I got to redo this whole thing. Like, let's just mm-hmm. start looking at what's the best thing. And thankfully, Baron Heating, who I'm working with, uh, offers a solar option along with all of the other things that they do, right? So water heaters, furnace, you know, I'm going to do mini splits with them actually. So I want to talk to them about, well, what will it take to do solar on this and what have you. Right. So, um, and looking for, you know, adding in for, you know, powering cars. Cause in my other house, that's the Airbnb that's booking up really well right now. You know, one of the features that you can put on the Airbnb and VRBO websites is whether or not you have an EV charger. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually considering going ahead and having an EV charger installed at both properties and even the one I'm at now, because even though I don't have an EV vehicle yet, mm-hmm. I will eventually. And I'd rather, no choice. Yeah, I'd rather go ahead and put it in now, I think, mm-hmm. um, than when demand is pushing up. Right. It's going to be, I don't know, fast forward 10 years, it's, mm-hmm. things are going to look a lot different in yeah. the Northwest. I only hope that... You know everything that the the affordability of these systems continues to improve. Yes, and 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 really the biggest factor is battery storage. Mm-hmm. You know that sort of concept. So we'll keep our eyes open and yes. keep you updated from this end. We're into it. It's fun to watch. Yes. All right. Well, that's another episode of Open House of Team Reba. Thank you all for listening in today. Join that Northwest Green Home Tour if you can on May 14th. Have a great weekend.
Thank you for listening to Open House with Team Reba. To contact us, visit Team Reba at Remax Metro Eastside on Facebook or email info at teamreba.com. Join us again next Saturday afternoon at 2 for more Open House with Team Reba here on AM 1590. The answer. Our house in the middle of our street. The preceding program was sponsored by Team Reba of Remax Metro East Side and Eric Osnes of Homebridge Financial Services.